No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Ketchup Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. The Bears recaps are back. Week one was last night. Let me welcome in the guys. Eli Kaberon is back. First things first, congratulations, my brother. Thank you, a sir. New, a, a new father. And, um, of course, we got Big Nick the Quick. What's going on? It's business. It's week one. The Bears are back. We're going to jump right into it. We got a solid 30 minutes because um, it's it's a standard Monday. We got to mourn a Bears loss and then get on with the rest of the, rest of the week. You know what I'm saying? I want to start with the positive stuff because we're, I know we're, there's going to be a lot of negative stuff that we're talking, you know, about this game, about the rest of the season, in my opinion. So I want to I want to welcome in Eli Cabron back because he's back on the mic with us. Nice, nice enough to come back for the Bears, reca- uh, the Bears recaps once again. Eli, give me your 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 positive, your favorite thing about the game last night. I thought that David Montgomery was one of the best players on the field. Um, he looked sharp. That, that first run of the game, that quick cut, found a hole, decisive. Um, that's the kind of running back the Bears have been looking for since Matt Forte left. And so I, I thought Montgomery was fantastic. Uh, he was the main positive for me, I, I would say, in last night's game. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, I mean, definitely the same thing. David Montgomery looked awesome. And I'll second that with even saying, I think um, our biggest concern going into the game was the offensive line. I think overall they held up pretty well. And I'll give – the only thing I give Matt Nagy credit for is the game plan prioritized getting the ball out of Dalton's hands quickly, which allowed us to kind of um, sidestep that pass rush for most of the game. I mean, Aaron Donald didn't get a sack till the very end of the or towards the end of the game um, on, you know, just one of those plays. And obviously he was going to get his, but I was expecting them to get sacked 10 times. But that's literally all I'll give Nagy credit for. But yeah, Montgomery looked like a beast. He looked ready even outside of that 40 yard carry. I think he still would have had like 15 carries and like 70 yards. So, I mean, he, he was running and, and yeah, you got to prioritize getting him the ball. Yeah, Montgomery, 16 <clears> carries <throat> for 108 yards, one touchdown. He had that long 41-yard run. That's 6.8 a clip. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's key to, to pick up on something that Eli just said. Best on the field. It wasn't like one of the best players on the Bears offense. He looked like one of the best players on offense on the field, period, point blank, Rams and Bears on both sides. So that was encouraging because, yeah, like you said, Nick, I think that's the guy that we're looking for. Other than that, I, there's not too, too much to say, at least from my end, that was a positive thing for me. I guess, like you said, the offensive line was okay. It was about getting the ball out of Dalton's hands quickly, I guess. I don't know. I, I can't believe you said that, actually, Nick. That was very nice of you. Well, I mean, they did it, but I mean, again, you're getting the ball, you're getting the ball out of his hands quickly, and then throwing it six yards down the field. So, I mean, it's not like anything was happening after that. But it was clear that they didn't want the reason that they lost to be the sacks. They wanted to lose for other reasons, which they did a great job of doing. Yes. Do you guys want to? You guys want to start with quarterback play or the defense? Because as much as we talk about the quarterback and Dalton versus Fields, and we know who we should be playing, the defense is horrendous yep and it looks just as bad as it did and stretches last season eli let's start with the d give me your thoughts on that and then we can obviously get into dalton fields and the rest of it yeah i mean like you said the the defense is regressing to the point where it seems like they built this team thinking the defense was going to be a top 10 level and if the offense could build up along the progressively along the way that then this team could make a run but if this team is this bad on defense they have no chance like 
the secondary, we knew that that corner was going to be an issue. But safety, safety is a horrible problem right now. Like Eddie Jackson and Deshaun Gibson let a man sit at the 50-yard line and just ran right past him. And then he got up and scored a touchdown. And then two quarters later, one was playing cover one and the other was playing cover two and left the middle of the field wide open for another long touchdown. Like that's unacceptable from a guy that in Eddie Jackson that used to be an all pro and he has just completely fallen off. His tackling is horrible. His coverage is horrible. This team can't go anywhere if they can't improve in the secondary because next week Joe Burrow and those receivers come in and they're not going to, they're not going to run the ball. They're going to carve the bears up again. So this defense has to improve in a hurry and, and it starts in the secondary in my opinion. Yeah, and that was my whole point for a lot of the offseason. Everything was like, oh, the offense, the offense, the offense. And people would talk about this defense like it was a foregone conclusion. Like, oh, well, with that defense. And I kept saying, well, hold on. You traded a top-flight corner, which matters in this league. Your team that was already old, right? A lot of your key players were already older. You're talking about Hicks. You're talking about Mack or some guys coming off for injuries or guys that didn't play last year due to COVID. Those guys are a year older now, right? So you got that issue. You have Jackson who hasn't looked like Eddie Jackson or what we thought Eddie Jackson was in over two years. And he's a guy, he's one of those guys that without the big plays, you start to see all the deficiencies, right? Like if he's making huge plays and he's forcing turnovers and and he's scoring touchdowns and he's all around the ball, you can excuse some of his poor technique. But when he hasn't made a play in now, what is about two years and some change, you really start to see some of that awful technique. There were multiple multiple easy tackles that he either just arm tackled, got ran right through, got spun move on by tight ends. It didn't matter. And then, like you said, on that long one where the receiver falls down and literally gets back up at his leisure and just walks into the end zone, and neither one of these guys have a mind to even touch him. And, and, and yeah, and, I mean, if, if you're McVay, you're sitting there like, yo, Stafford is comfortable, 20 for 26. We can complete anything that we want to, and we just bide our time until it's time for the big play. Multiple times, that's what they were doing. It was a little bit of dink and dunk, and then as soon as he saw that big play open, he would take it, and they would get it every time. So, yeah, I mean, 100%, man. The defense was the issue in this game. Offensively, we knew we were going to be soft, right? Offensively, we knew this is a 14- to 20-point uh, team. That's what we're going to get, right? But there is no reason for some of those breakdowns and coverages. There is no reason for um, Eddie Jackson playing the way he did, Gibson playing the way he did, the secondary constantly breaking down for all these huge plays. I took a screenshot of it on Twitter. When you have a receiver who is 20 yards in front of the three defenders that you have back there, there's clearly a breakdown. So I put that on Desai as well, right? I know we heard that, oh, they're so excited to have this guy be the coordinator, and he came up through the ranks, and he's a Vic Fangio disciple. No. That's that's false. That's false. I don't know what that was. No adjustments being made. Guys playing out of position. At some point, I would have benched Eddie Jackson yesterday for the way that he was playing. It was the a. Hey, it was that bad. That bad. Like was it, it, it was inexcusable. He was he was out of out of focus. It, it it was that bad. They 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 uh, NBC brought up the graphic about Cooper Cup and and like he led the league in yak yeah you know yards after reception whatever yeah, yeah. yards after catch excuse me. But he was picking up yards after the catch, breaking tackles on us. Yeah. It wasn't like he was catching balls in space and he was bouncing off people. That third and 13 was all you needed to know about the tackling and, and where we were at on the defensive end. He was shaking people. He was breaking tackles. It went from a three-yard gain to a 15-yard gain to pick up the first down. I think you're right, Nick. I, there, was, there should have been a spot where 
Did anybody see um, – I don't know the rookie's name on the Lions getting eaten up on the sideline by his coach, this position yeah. coach? Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff Okuda, second-year yeah, guy. Yeah. He, was, he was getting reprimanded. Like, yes. like, like I've never – like Urban Meyer at Ohio State wants to do everybody in Jacksonville, yeah. right? But, like, I don't see anything happening like that or anybody even talking to anybody. It's just – listen, Eddie Jackson thinks he's Ed Reed. He plays – he he lines up and, and does assignments like he's Ed Reed, but doesn't can't hold Ed Reed's shoes. Yeah. Khalil yeah, Mack, I mean, Khalil Mack, I don't even realize is on the field a lot of the time. It's starting to get to the point where it's like I, I don't even I, I forgot that the, the way he used to impact games in 17 and 18 or 18 and 19, it was just way different than it is now. He just doesn't really according, do according to Pro Football Focus, he was the number one player at his position last year. Yeah, and those little ranks that they have. I don't know where the they get some of that shit was from. So generous with comparing him to Aaron Donald like three times, and every time the ranks would be like for Aaron Donald like first, 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 and it was like for Khalil Mack sixth, eighth, seventh. It's like they're not in the same league. Like Khalil Mack finished with half a tackle, and Robert Quinn had half a sack. That's all you're getting from these two guys that each make more than ninety million dollars. Like the the problems in the secondary are horrible, but they're at least a little bit expected. The, the the defense is based on the pressure from up front, and they didn't get any of that. Yeah. Like, where are those linebackers? Roquan was the only one flying around the field, but but Roquan or uh, excuse me, Khalil and and Robert Quinn just again no shows like they were yeah. for so much of last season. Yeah, but let's be honest. Like I said, I tweeted this out. This is exactly what I was expecting the game to look like. I I honestly was surprised at how easily we were running the ball with Montgomery. But I think like a lot of people were noticing, like it's the same a lot of a lot of this stuff for me falls at Matt Nagy. I don't I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I, I know you don't have a lot of talent. I know you don't I know the defense has a lot of holes. I get all that. But even just some of the decision making, like we were talking about Nick on like that fourth and fifteen, I watched the post-game press conference. Nothing about Matt Nagy. Every time I hear him speak or see him, looks like there's any even urgency to do any. He kind of just is like very comfortable. Like he was up at the mic, like, yeah, you know, we're working on things and we're we're gonna get better. And he called Eddie cool. Jackson not touching the man down. Um, a learning, a learning, lesson. a learning, a learning. That's a learning lesson. You're not a fucking learning lesson when you signed a four year, sixty million dollar contract and you're supposed to be an elite safety. And I'm sorry, it's not a learning lesson in the National Football League. That's a learning lesson in Pop Warner. That's a learning lesson in high school football, maybe. That is not a – I heard that. I couldn't believe he said that. Yeah. I could not believe that he called that a learning lesson. You're like, And, I, and I'll, I'll disagree with you on that's how I expected the game to look. That is not how I expected the game to look. I didn't expect us – I didn't expect us to, uh, again, be able to hold them off as far as the QB pressure for the first half of the game but not be able to do anything with it. I just thought they'd be in our backfield all day long. We'd never have a chance to do anything, and that's how the game would go. I didn't think it'd be 70-yard bombs on us that we're not guarding. I didn't think it'd be a complete inability to know what we need to do on offense to go away from the running game on the second series after it worked so well in the first series. Like, I guess maybe we did expect that because that's kind of Matt Nagy's MO. But I didn't expect the loss to go that way because I think that that was a game that at some point in time seemed like we could come and win at certain points if we did certain things. But we didn't do them. So, yeah, it is on Nagy, right? It is on Nagy for not understanding how we should have went about approaching that game. And all you really need to see is the fourth and 15, which I know we're going to get to, 
But just the fact that that was even on the table to go for it, it tells you exactly who this guy thinks he is. He looks in the mirror and he sees Sean McVay. That's who he thinks he is. <laughs> Seriously, guys, that's who he thinks he is. You guys never coached in Kansas City. You don't know how smart he is. Yeah, he coached okay. in Kansas City. Therefore, he knows what to do in every situation at all times. Because he coached in Kansas City. Yeah, he's a, he's a clown. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, that, that press conference was was incredible. No, like if, you, it, if that's ahead, a teaching mo- if that's a teaching moment, like where was that in training camp? Like that's what the, that's what the preseason is for. Like you, not Sunday night football against. But of course, it's not a teaching it. moment. It's just say say something. I understand. Yeah, hold your players accountable. Exactly. Yeah. I get I get back in your guys and not you know I'm not asking you to throw anybody under the bus, but I don't know if anybody caught the the Falcons new coach. I don't even know his name. He came out and was like, I didn't have the guys ready. It's my fault. I, he, he just essentially took full responsibility for everything. Matt Nagy comes out and he's so comfortable. Like, he's not worried about shit. Like, he was expecting us to get smoked. And what did you guys think was going to happen? And, you know, we're still going through learning things and this, that, and the third. And he's just talking and talking. Very comfortable. It, the Bears had two plays that went for more than 14 yards. The Rams had 10. Last time the Bears allowed at least 30 points in the season opener was 2015. They hadn't allowed more than 31 since a 49-7 loss to start the season in 2003. So, I mean, like, it's just more of the same, and it is extremely frustrating. But, like, yeah, like you said, Eli, like, hold somebody accountable. Say, do something. Say something that, I don't know, man. I, I've been off the Matt Nagy train for quite a while now. Um, only time I've ever seen him pissed off was at Javon Wims. <laughs> yeah, the only time I've ever seen him actually mad in a press conference would be like, that was fucking stupid. Like, it's the only time he's ever really come out. And so it has to be something egregious. So you can, you can not, you cannot touch a man when he's on the ground, and that's a teaching lesson. But if you punch someone in the face in their helmet, then you, you made a mistake. <laughs> then, then, then maybe I can come out and hold, but you're 100% right, man. That, that he, he's not holding anybody accountable, he's not pissed off, and it's not throwing guys under the bus. At some point, you're just telling it like it is. Throwing guys under the bus is a little bit different, right? Like it, it, that, that, that's coming out and saying something that you just shouldn't say, but saying, Hey, Eddie needs to know in that situation what to do. First off, we shouldn't be in that position to where we're giving up a 70-yard touchdown pass. But if we are, Eddie needs to know what to do when the guy is right in front of you and on the ground. Throwing so guys under play. the bus is what Nick Foles did last year when they played the Rams. Remember, he he leaked that stuff to Brian Greasy, who then was the mouthpiece yeah. for him. Well, last night, it seemed like Nagy was the mouthpiece for Collinsworth, who Collinsworth had nothing but great things to say about Andy Dalton, about how smart of a quarterback he was, how, how he was the – he can manage the two-minute drill, but Justin Fields is still learning how to do this. Like clearly, Nagy fed this information to Collinsworth, who then made it seem like Joe Montana was out there in the best quarterback room. Like it's ridiculous that they they came into this game with no defensive plan, and the Rams were just like, "We're going to sit back and make you dink and dunk down the field because we know you can't throw against us." And the Bears, this noted offensive genius and head coach Matt Nagy, had no counter he they made no adjustments he did nothing to to improve the bears chances of winning it just is ridiculous and the reason i think he feels safe and comfortable doing this is because if you guys remember back to that january press conference uh after the season with him and and ryan pace it was pretty apparent that they got secret contract extensions and wouldn't tell anyone how long like 
he's not on his he's not on the hot seat. He knows that he's got a few years. Like why why does he have urgency when he knows that he has time to build this team even if they're bad this year? I, it kind of seems that way. I mean, I, yeah, and I remember we talked about that, and I remember it was kind of a question mark. Like people were asking them flat out if you know if they're contract was how long are their contracts and they're like we'll tell you later yeah we'll talk about it another time but yeah it does seem like that because he looks he doesn't even look angry or anything he just kind of hopped up he looked he looked tan and relaxed and was just kind of talking about the game like they didn't just go out there and get smoked the and before we switch over to the offense to talk about dalton and uh fields the rams were doing whatever they wanted when they start, when they when they decided they wanted to start running the ball, they ran it all over us. They were picking yeah, up quarter, chunk, yep. chunks at a time. So they they did whatever they wanted at any time. Um, Stafford so Stafford was sitting in a lazy boy, just hanging out, chilling, doing whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. Twenty for twenty six for three hundred and fifteen yards and three tutties. Easy easy work, slight work on a Sunday night. Easy work. Um, That's all I got on Matt Nagy. I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Are we not this. hitting this fourth and fifteen? Oh yeah, no. I do want to talk about the fourth and fifteen actually because the audacity. We hadn't. I saw a. I saw the. I was reading and doing my my homework last night, and I saw a graphic on Allen Robinson's route tree. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah. And Allen Robinson didn't go deeper than I think eight yards. It, it, he was he was pushing nine yards as like his his deepest route on the night. Fourth and 15. Yo, I yo, Matt. I get the defense is bad. I know they can't stop a nosebleed. They can't do anything. But we don't have a fucking – we ain't picked up 15 yards all game through the air. So I don't know where we're getting off that we're going to get – we're going to pick up a fourth and 15 when at least give yourself a chance to kick a field goal because Santos is one of the best kickers in the league. Make it a 10-point game with 11 minutes left. Maybe you get a turnover. All of a sudden, you get a touchdown. It's a three-point game. To go for that in that spot was mind-boggling to me. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was some type of joke that they were going to hard count it. But then they came out in shotgun like we talked about, Nick. And it was I, – I just – They came out of shotgun and he was looking at his play sheet and you knew it was all bad. Yeah, I, I just I just don't – I just don't understand. You're probably not going to win the game anyway. But you really want to make sure you don't win the game. Give them a short field with eleven minutes left, and you, you could you could officially bury the game. Well, and you had been moving the ball pretty well. Sorry, that drive. You've been moving the ball pretty well that drive, right? So it was not outside of the realm of possibility that you can get the ball back after a defensive stop and maybe get back down in that same position. But you didn't even give yourself a chance. You said they only had two plays over 14 yards the entire game. So what in the world makes you think you're going to convert a fourth and 15? And then the play that you call, the play that you call is like a 12-yard route. It's short of the sticks, yeah. I was about to say. You can do anything in live betting anymore. I wish I could have put money down that the play that they called would not – he wouldn't throw the ball past the sticks. Like, it was – we've seen this movie 10,000 times, 4th and 15, throw for 12 yards. Like, even if he catches it, even if he completes it, it's not going to get anywhere. Like, it was, it was utterly ridiculous. Hey, and also, for the offensive guru, stay the fuck away from Jalen Ramsey the first, yes. the first <laughs> quarter and a half of the game instead of running every single set and play – and and gadget whatever You're running reverses right into him bro get away from him <laughs> yeah and they were like, like oh he moves around okay he's wearing number five like find him and throw the other way like yes. it's not that hard 
Exactly. And like then you didn't he didn't make that big of an impact, you know, like from like the second quarter on. They avoided him. But dog, the whole the whole first quarter, Jalen it looked like Jalen Ramsey. There was it looked like there was three Jalen Ramseys on the field. Yeah. Like that's how we were going to like, he looked like a linebacker. He looked like yo, and I will say this. They are rolling him up like a linebacker in some spots. He was filling run holes, everything. He looked great. That's my guy Raheem Morris, man. I try to tell y'all about Raheem. Big fan. Yo, did you see Raheem catch that ball on the sideline just like with the with the play sheet in his hand? He went up, caught it, and just tossed the ball back. He was, yeah, he was he was not worried about anything <laughs> at all. Um, all right, let's get into to Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Justin got on the field, completed a pass, scored a touchdown. I mean, it. I'll, I'll say this. Let me start it with this. I was glad that he even got on the field and had a little bit of a package. Um, I did not appreciate how essentially he was teasing us with. When I saw him score, I'm like, bro, this could be. I tweeted out, this could be every drive on offense. We could see this all the time. I don't. I didn't like how. I tweeted out that they Matt Nagy had the the Eric Crouch package for Justin Fields because it was a lot of veer, like three motion, like it, it looked like a college style instead of just like, hey, if you're gonna give him some plays, let him run some regular shit as well. Just don't give him all gimmicky option type of plays. What do you guys think of uh, the package uh, Fields getting in there and, and 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 making a little ruckus? Nick, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Like I said, I thought the touchdown was nice. It was nice to see that that first completion. I thought that was a good ball. But kind of to your point, it was more of like a gimmicky, like we're trying to do some smoke and mirrors here. We know right. Fields comes in. The defense is going to key on them and all that. But the problem is you don't you don't have the other guys that can make them pay. So it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it, it was fine. It was cool to see him in there. I almost felt, felt like he was doing that, though, because he felt obligated to. You think so? Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, it wasn't like. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I really do. I think he heard about you know um, Shanahan over there, another guy who he sees when he looks in the mirror, and decided that <laughs> decided that hey, I want to try to do what Shanahan's doing with Trey Lance, and that way I can say we're giving the kid the opportunity and all that. But I mean, whatever, dude. I knew when he was coming in, it was all for mis misdirection and trying to you know put the defense on their heels. But it, it didn't it didn't excite me. Touchdown was great. I just didn't get the plan, like. Dalton had his best throw of the day, that 19-yard throw to, to Marquise Goodwin. And then you bring in Fields. So you take him after his after Dalton's best play, you take him out, put in Fields to throw the shovel pass that we've seen Trubisky throw, Foles throw. Like this play has been in the Bears playbook since Nagy got here. This the fake handoff, throw the shovel pass. Every the defense clearly knew it was coming. That's a Chiefs play. And then the and then you take Fields off the field. Like, what is the plan in here? Like it seems like he was just like randomly like, oh, number one, you get in the game now. Like there was no semblance of – and then did you hear his post-game presser? He was like, we couldn't play Fields in the fourth quarter because he didn't know the two-minute drill. Like that was all for Andy. Well, why doesn't the more electric quarterback that has the running ability, isn't he getting practice in the two-minute drill? Like that's, again, coaching negligence. I just didn't understand why they inserted him in certain roles and then why they took him out in certain places. Like let him get some rhythm put him in at the start of the drive and let him build up instead of throwing him in for one snap here, pulling Dalton. Like it just, it was just very random to me. And to, to talk about the two minute drill, when they knew we weren't running the ball, right. It was, it was all over with. 
they weren't moving that ball at all in the in the two minute ish drill towards the end of the game. It was a lot of uh, just a lot of balls in the dirt from Andy. I saw an interesting tweet and I kind of jumped in and the conversation was going back and forth. So the reason we're starting Andy Dalton is because of veteran leadership, which then should transfer into poison the pocket and he's safe, but he panics under pressure. He can't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field or we're not designed to, or don't want to. I just don't understand what, isn't this whole thing about Justin Fields learning and sitting behind and seeing live action? I don't know exactly what he's picking up. I, I just, I mean, you know where I'm at with, with the fields. and I, I just think, man, get your guys NFL pro reps and pro games against NFL ones. That's the only way that they're going to actually know what the fuck is going on in the NFL and, and to learn from that. So I, I just don't get it, but. It's naggy shit, man. I think, I think, I think you know what you got to do. You got to stop trying to understand what this guy's, what this guy's philosophy is. I knew, <laughs> I knew two years ago, and I talk about it all the time when he had Tariq Cohen running goal line running plays to score touchdowns. There's literally the smallest running back in the league. He's having him in the goal line in single back formations. That's when I knew it doesn't make any sense. There's no rhyme or reason. He's just doing shit. There's a wall. He's throwing shit at it, seeing if it sticks. Most of the time, it doesn't. Then when you ask him about it. Just like last night when they asked him about the 4th and 15. I don't know if you heard his explanation. They had to ask him twice about the 4th and 15. And he still didn't give you anything. He's like, yeah, you know, that's just what he always says. Yeah, I know. This is one of those situations. Got to go with it. You know, it's good. I'm like, no, no. Tell us. Tell it. Walk us through your decision making that led to that. And he can't because there is no process of decision making that's going on. He is just doing shit. Just doing shit. He's not a natural play caller. He has no idea what the hell he's doing. Get this guy the fuck out of here. I'm done. Well well, he keeps referring to the again to the Chiefs' plan that they had in in 2017. Which, first off, it didn't. The Chiefs didn't bring in Mahomes in certain packages. He sat on the bench for 15 games. And second of all, in hindsight, don't you think the Chiefs should have played Mahomes? Like, if you're the the offensive play caller, <laughs> don't you think you probably should have suggested, hey, this guy with the electric arm and can move out of the pocket is probably a better choice than Alex Smith? Like, pointing and to Smith that was is, lights out that year too. Like, pointing to that is not a referendum on Matt Nagy's like uh resume like that that's kind of like a red flag that you didn't play the better quarterback like and, the, and it's happening again like fields has the respect of his teammates they know that he's the more electric player like it, it's ridiculous that then they trot andy dalton out who's throwing horrible end zone interception like dalton was exactly what i thought he would be he was fine he was nothing special he he didn't make any huge colossal mistakes besides that end zone interception but he was not going to lead a two-minute drill to, to get the Bears. I mean, he, they kept him in it in the first half, and then they just fell apart. And, like, that, that's going to keep happening without an electric player back there because this team's not good enough to build leads against other teams. They're just not good enough. Good. Every week for the last, I don't know, however many years, we score 14 points. Yeah. Like, that's just what we do. That's just Unless what the defense or special team scores. Yeah, exactly. Like, the offense just doesn't score. And for a guy that's supposed to be an offensive guy and have shit in order on the offensive side, we always seem disorganized. We had a classic on the first drive. Yeah. We go from third and one to third and or I think it was third and one or third and two to third and six to third and seven on a on a false start. Then we call a timeout and then we we and then we still don't do anything. It's just like the standard, standard shit. 
anytime you see, anytime you get down to the red zone and are calling timeouts, you're just disorganized and don't know what you want to do. They love Simple to burn timeouts. That. He loves to, he loves to burn timeouts for no yeah. apparent reason, dude. It's just, it's just well, that's what I'm saying. Like they're yeah. just disorganized. They don't know what they want to do. No idea what they want to do. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's it's just that's where the frustration comes in. Forget about me not even just thinking he's not a good coach. It's just like we're always so disorganized. And I, I then I think this all goes all, and then this that type of stuff goes all the way back to the defense. And they don't want to play. They don't like. I think Akeem Hicks got fired up for that one little stretch where they zoomed into his helmet. And he looked like a he looked like a menace. He looked like a guy possessed. Other than that, man, they don't. They he's trying to get a new contract. He's, he was also he's also cele- he's also celebrating tackles down twenty. So, yeah, I mean. but yeah, he is trying to get a contract. But yeah. I, I, I I mean, at least he's bringing some type of passion, bro. Ma- Khalil Mack does absolutely. I'm glad he has a visor, so I can't like really see his face and eyes because I can guarantee you he's in there just like who who cares about this. And then you got Milk Carden uh, uh, Milk Carden Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, he him and him MIA. And- MIA. He, he jumped on the pile though for that half sack. He would like, yeah. like uh, Keem Hicks had him wrapped up, in, and Quinn's like, "I'm here too." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tagging me on Facebook. He, he would have games last year where he just didn't record a tackle, which is incredible yeah. for a guy you paid seventy million dollars to. Quinn doesn't even get on the. Forget about like impacting the game. I, he doesn't even make the telecast. Anything? Nothing. No. He's no there. one mentions his name. He doesn't. He doesn't get a shot on the sideline. None of that shit. And it made me sick when they cut to Nick Foles and he, he didn't even have pads on. I, I know you can only dress so many people, but that shit really pissed me off. He's sitting there in a hat, chilling out, just like bad decision making all over, littered all over the field from Ryan Pace. Just bums all over. One's, one's chewing bubblegum making, I don't know, in the last couple of years, it'll be 20 plus million dollars. Robert Quinn doesn't impact the game at all. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, man. But it's week one. Yo, and if you think um we're just gonna beat up Cincinnati next week, you better get your you better get your shit straight because they got a big nice. win. They got a big win last uh yesterday as well at home. Joe Burrow seems to be back and comfortable already. Um I know we gotta run. We'll leave it there. For Eli Cabron, Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you lock in with us every week, man. We're going to break down the Bears every week, Monday morning. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. We're out of here.